women in faith effectively. That's what I call a wife. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family under construction. Career under construction. Relationships under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances under construction. We might as well be under, under construction, construction together. together. the under construction with your girl Tamar Braxton well I guess it's close enough to Father's Day to give a shout out to all the hardworking, time conscious financially responsible daddies out there I really truly salute you all because there's a lot of single mothers out here doing their best to be a daddy and a mama okay so ladies if your man your baby daddy or your boyfriend is stepping up to the plate Huh, you better thank God for them and salute them, real men, okay? Like, really show your appreciation towards them because it's been a long, hard year for us all. And if they lighten the load, even just a teeny-weeny bit, let them know that he is loved and appreciated, okay? Well, all right. Now, since we're recognizing daddies on this episode, it's only fitting that we have a male guest, right? Well, a little later during the blueprint, you're going to meet my good sis, Pastor Core Jakes Coleman and her good husband, Brandon Coleman. Now, you don't want to miss this conversation. I promise it's one of my dearest, dearest friends. Now, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's tap into our weekly affirmation. Ooh, I know it's finna be good. Woo! <laughs> Listen, I can't even get the thing out. It's so blessed. Okay. My time is expensive. And... I will spend it wisely. Oh, my God. Amen. Oh, listen, I'm about to tear the sheetrock off this place. That thing blessed me still, okay? Like, have you ever just had to sit with that thought like, now, why put my time in this thing here or this person or this conversation? This does not serve me. What? Uh, oh, why did I just go out to dinner with that boy? I know what it's going to end up being. Like, what is wrong with me? Oh, why did I call this girl back? She ain't got nothing but drama. What am I doing with my time? <laughs> Baby, I got to run that back for y'all because some of y'all need to hear this, okay? My time is expensive. I will spend it wisely. Who almost knocked myself off the chair for that one? Because I know that I have not been choosing my time wisely. I've been investing in some things that I need to be sitting down for. Okay, so if you're stuck and wondering, now what does that mean? Let me break it down to the ground. This one here is blessing me, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm blessing myself. If you're not adding something of value to my life that we ain't got nothing to talk about what we doing like period poo like i know at some point you're gonna have to learn your worth okay and you take great accountability of your time because you realize everything and everybody just ain't worth your time And a lot of us feel guilty for feeling that way. Oh, I know I do. And that's why we indulge. That's why we give in. That's why we go out with the dude we ain't got no business going out with. That's why we hang out with the negative ass chick who's still doing the same thing she was doing when y'all was 15 and 16. Like that is why we do that because we feel guilty for going to the next level in our lives. And we can't feel guilty because guess what? You can't take them with you. Ah! Yeah, all that. All that. I'm telling you. Yo, your time is expensive. You ain't got a lot of it. I don't care if you're 177. You ain't got a lot of time. Choose your time wisely. All right? And that's on Mary and her little lamb. Okay? All right, everybody. Today on Tamar Takes, we have some gift ideas for dad. Now, if you don't have the perfect gift for your kid's father or even your daddy, I'm going to share three quick economical gift ideas for the dad in your life. Now, y'all know this is my least favorite holiday, right? (laughs) probably because i'm a baby mom and i feel a certain kind of way but it's okay all right well number one which i feel is the best one a homemade card make the man a card happy father's day i promise you it goes a long way because i didn't get a happy mother's day because i mean i I don't know a a couple of my girlfriends who are single mothers they ain't get a happy mother's day too and they in their bag and they act like saying happy mother's day saying i love you we don't want that we just want the i appreciate you bitch thanks okay (laughs) okay now number two Now, depending on how helpful Dan has been, you can add a gift card. (laughs) 
All right. So but the third suggestion is this. And this is the one that I feel is the best one. And not just because it's me, but because, you know, it's personable, not crazy expensive. You know what I'm saying? They can keep it forever. And it just gives a nice gesture to all the help and the bossness that the baby daddies and your father has been throughout your life or throughout your kid's life. OK, you can go to Cameo and I can wish your baby daddy. Or your big daddy. <laughs> a personal video message wishing them a happy Father's Day. And I'm telling you, I, I did this on Mother's Day. And a lot of mothers were so appreciative, especially when you don't know what to get the person. Go to Cameo slash Tamar Braxton and I'm going to hook you up. I promise. All right. Well, these are just three gift ideas for your dad or your baby daddy. And I hope you like my suggestions. And I'm telling y'all, hit me up on Cameo. You will not be disappointed. You'll be so excited because you have invested in an amazing gift. Okay? It's only Tamar's take. All right, I'm finna keep it a thousand. Hey, man, it is all me. All right, everybody, it's time for me to grab Angel and tap into that keep it a thousand inbox and pull out a few questions for your girl, Tay-Tay. Angel, let's see what we got today. Okay, Tay, what suggestions do you have for someone who is in a relationship, but they hate their prospective in-laws? Now, the question that came in states this. I think my guy will be popping the question soon, but I don't think I can deal with the in-laws for the rest of my life. Should this be a cause for pause? Now, see, I've never had in-laws until my last relationship, and they were very helpful to me. I mean, every family's helpful till things go bad, right? Here is the thing. You got to get out of the mindset that you are marrying your spouse's family. You all have to really have a hardcore conversation about being clear that this marriage is between the two of you and nobody else. You don't want to hear their advice. You don't want them knowing what goes on in your house. And that's vice versa. That means you can't tell your mama too. You know what I'm saying? If he can't tell his mama, you can't tell your mama. And I suggest y'all keep your mamas out your bedroom, out your arguments, and out your concerns and situations. Keep your parents out of it. Okay? Because what you don't want is that you done made up with your spouse and they still giving them the side eye. Okay? It makes everybody completely uncomfortable. So I suggest if you don't want to deal with your in-laws, make sure that it is clear before you walk down that aisle that you are only marrying each other. All right. What's question number two, Angel? So I've heard that morning rituals are the keys to establishing success. What are your morning rituals? Um, I feel like morning rituals are personal and it should be conclusive to what your life is and what you need. And I don't even think about it being something that I do to generate success. I do it because I want a successful day, right? And I have to start off with my prayers. I just don't feel right. I can't even get out of bed. And if I do, my whole day is upside down. So for me, I start with my prayers. I pray and ask God that my intentions and his will are parallel for the day. <laughs> Does that make sense? And Normally, I would get up and work out, but I have been slacking for the past couple of weeks. I'm going to get back into that. So I'm going to put that on my list. I do my prayers. I go work out. I eat breakfast and then I start my work for the day. But that's just what works for me. If you have more time in the morning, you know, you can meditate. If you get up with the sun, you can meditate. You know what I'm saying? Get your sound bowls out, you know, get your crystals out and, you know, pray to God and, you know, pray over your day and your kids and your man and all that stuff. But I think it's a personal thing and you just have to find what works for you. Okay, well, that's that on that, y'all. If you would like your girl tag to answer a question for you, I would love to offer my insight. Just shoot your girl a note to ucwithtamar at gmail.com. And that's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Look, I ain't got all the answers, but you can always count on me to keep it a thou thou. Up next, we're going into the blueprint. This, this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Y'all know that old nursery rhyme that we learned as kids? Jason and Becky sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. A, first come love, then comes marriage. Then comes the baby in the baby carriage. Ooh, baby, that's the biggest lie ever told. <laughs> and I used to love that nursery rhyme too. Look, y'all, life isn't as simple as that particular song leads us to believe. 
Put your hands in the air if you already know that's the truth. Yes, that is the truth. Now, some of us have a hard time falling in love, getting married, and then staying there because that's another task, okay? But what's even more heartbreaking is to be able to do all those things and then run into fertility issues. Now, I've been there, so I understand the devastation that comes over you when the doctors say, look, yo, it's going to be a difficult journey. And I know for a fact that my good sis, Pastor Cora Jakes Coleman, and her husband, Brandon, has also experienced childbearing challenges. But guess what? God always has a ram in the bush, doesn't he? They overcame it by adopting. Now, talking to us today about love, marriage, and children are my good friends, Cora and Brandon. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you guys are here. Let me first start by saying happy Father's Day, Brandon. You know, you're a great dad and I've seen you in action and you're one of those stand up dads. And I applaud you for that. I'm so excited to have y'all on Under Construction. Like, I've been wanting y'all for a while. Oh, wow. But I hate, first of all, me and Cora are so close, I hate asking her to do stuff. (laughs) But I'm glad that she asked me, Tamar, when is my turn? I was so elated. And and I know God put that on your heart. For, for, because I was just a tad salty, because Sissy (laughs) got here before I did. Wow. And so I was like, you going to have my sister on your show before me? The yeah, audacity I didn't want to ask you. of it all. Well, I, I, I guess I was pushed. Yeah, yeah. Pushed accordingly. Yes, you as you often are when it comes to me. <laughs> Indubitably. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> okay, first of all, I have to acknowledge the man that's sitting next to you, which is my brother-in-law, Ooh. Brandon. What's happening? And I have to start off by saying happy Father's Day. Thank you so much. You are one of the fathers that I look, you know, toward when I, when you're responsible, when you are there, you know, when you are like a stand up father and guy, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a whole bunch that I know. (laughs) I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate you being, you know, one of those men who we can speak positive about. Yeah. Instead of having, you know, the negative conversations that surround or not even with the negative, the complaints. It's the complaints for me. Hello. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, why why do we have to associate, you know, a good man and then the things that he lack in the same sentence? Why do we do that? (laughs) I don't know. I think that it is easier, again, to be able to point the the faults and negative things in others than it is to examine yourself. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I just got thrown off by podcast with Cora Jakes Coleman. You didn't ask me. Uh, look, look. <laughs> We're in a testing phase. We're in a testing look, phase. Look. Well, where's my invitation? Coming pot soon. Well, as soon as no, as soon pot. as we move, we in a. Oh, Becky don't have a problem phase. asking me, and that's what I love about her. Oh no, you know not what I'm at saying? All. Not at all. Okay, and I just want to show, I tell everybody what's happening with Miss Cora here. She is. She just picked up. Um, what is that? A liter of water. Uh, what, it's right, 16, right. it is look, 16 look. ounces yeah some water I and I was little. just about you to pick like up my gallons. McDonald's high C when I paused I uh, drink uh, a <laughs> gallon not two gallons I'm all over the place because I want to talk about so much Sis, first of all, you have to tell the people how many pounds you lost. My sister did a whole transformation. Like um, I've been working on myself in good. in like with with like you know therapy and things like that, and my sis has turned into a completely different person on the outside. Yes, I have lost uh, eighty five pounds wow. since yeah. the start of my journey. Yeah. I am eighteen pounds away from my hundred pound mark, roughly. Yeah, it's been a big so it's wow. been, yeah, it's been a, that was a fast. major yeah a major shift and a quick change it did and it, it happened very quickly it's real okay it is very it's real. real it's vegetables and stuff everywhere it's real really <laughs> it's so real. this is a lifestyle change huh yes for sure yeah. that's what i keep telling people they'll say don't stop don't stop i'm like i can't stop this is my lifestyle now this is this is who i am yeah, you know, me, me and my sister used to share something very sacred. You know, I'm just going to spill our tea for five seconds because <laughs> I, I still suffer from being a drive-through junkie. Like I have indubitably the I biggest problem. Okay, everybody, every no, everybody can get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, opportunity. 
Everybody could get it. And now we no longer share that. She's not a drive-through junkie anymore. And I am trying to be a recovering addict, but I slide right on back into the world. One day at a time, sis. One day at a time. (laughs) Okay, so what made you make this drastic lifestyle change? Um... To be honest with you, it was a combination of, I believe, a lot of things looking back at it um, that I wasn't really willing to receive at the time. Mm. Um, And so I got to a space where we had always me and me and B had always made a choice that if either of us had gotten to three anything on the scale that we would hold each other accountable to about face turn around you turn don't do it and so when I went to the doctor we go to the doctors together and I got on the scale and it said 315 and we both kind of looked at each other like this this is the moment that we discussed. Yeah. And right. um, I was praying at the time really to conceive and to have a child. And the Lord said, you cannot pray for something that you are not. And so um, it hit me yeah. <clears throat> kind of harder than I was expecting because he was right. I was praying yeah. for a healthy baby, but I was not a healthy mom. I was praying for God to give me a child that had no deficiencies while I was operating in deficiencies myself. And so I really had to challenge myself to be what I was praying for, to um, create an atmosphere for God to do a miracle in my life. And so, I mean, it, like he says, it was an immediate shift. It was like a light switch and all of a sudden no core wasn't doing nothing like I'm, I'm eating my bars today i am drinking a shake today wow. no i wow. am not getting french fries and yeah. yeah it completely shifted mari used to say mommy you have abnormal discipline oh my yes you do and yes, you so do. it was just it was a matter of really wanting to see myself at my best self and then on the comedic side of it I wanted people to know that I was pregnant when I did get pregnant. Right. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> I didn't want them to be like is that donuts like, or is, is that biscuits or a baby right, right. like I wanted them to know that I was pregnant so I knew that I needed yeah. to form my body in such a way that when it does happen and we know that it is going to happen um that they'll know they can see it (laughs) yeah Yeah. we we can definitely see it and we definitely see this almost it looks like more than 100 pounds to me yeah you look like a completely different person totally well i've lost a lot of inches i've lost over 100 inches i went from three on my entire body i went from a 3x to 2224 to now an extra large 14 16 you better yeah. work that thing on out now. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of sizes that, that have dropped. Even though the weight doesn't seem large, the sizes, I've dropped a lot of size. Now, you've been pretty like vocal about your infertility issues, mm-hmm. like me. Yes. You know, like, well, what words of encouragement can you... Like, because we're getting older now, and, and I don't let mine go, you know? <laughs> I have settled into the fact that it just might be Logan, and when God sends me, you know, my maid, then he will. I will probably be the mother to his children. <laughs> and that's you know, and that's, that's what he has for me. But we are getting older, not younger, right. you know. Um, and, and although we have faith and we know that, you know, God knows the desires of our heart, and He's going to gift us those things. You know, what kind of advice? would you offer not even just women but this is for the both of you guys because men go through it too we don't Mm -hmm. talk about the side effects you know that it has on men and how they actually react you know to you know us not being able to conceive you know what i mean like what kind of advice um well for me i think the first thing that i would do is to make sure that you do as much research as you possibly can um don't let the doctors tell you what is and is not possible without having done your due diligence and Mm -hmm. i mean turn over every 
single stone. Um, there are vitamins I'm finding out now that are important to conception that I was deficient in that mm. doctors didn't say anything. The first thing that they saw was she's a big girl. So they immediately said she's fat. That's why she's not getting pregnant. Meanwhile, you see 400 pound, 300 Absolutely. pound people getting pregnant all the time. And so do your research. Keep your hopes up. Yep. The infertility is after your your ability to expect greater than what mm-hmm. you're going through. And I believe that that is just in general. And that's what what I turned the message into that infertility. The enemy tried to make it be just about me birthing. But I realized that infertility was something that we as a people deal Mm. with, whether it's the inability to produce our dreams, the inability to produce the book that we were supposed to write, the business that we were supposed to start. We deal with problems of being infertile, if you will. Um, in, in productivity. And so for me, yeah. I, I would encourage you to keep your hopes up, keep your expectations up. If you've produced in other areas in your life and God has helped you to produce miracles and promises in other areas in your life, what makes you think that he is not the same God that is qualified to make miracles happen in this particular area? Just because you may see it as barren doesn't mean hmm. that God doesn't see it as a beautiful thing that he could birth through. And so so you just have to stay in the hope of it. You have to stay in the expectation of it and really believe that that it is yeah. possible. And it's not about age and it's not about getting older it's really about you taking your body your life your health everything in your hands and saying okay god i'm gonna create an atmosphere for miracles to happen if you know that you are eating cookies and ice cream and potato chips all day every day like that's not sufficient to creating an atmosphere for healthy things to happen in your body. And so don't dwell in that depression. I didn't realize it. I did not. I had gotten so comfortable in depression (laughs) that I did not realize that I was depressed until the scale told me so. Right. Then I thought, oh, that's what you've been doing. You've been eating because you're depressed. You've been been acting a fool and gone all the way to the other side of the end because you are depressed. And so I had to pull myself up out of that thing and say, hey, you can't dwell here because God can't deliver destiny in depressed places. And so I I couldn't dwell there. I had to I had to pull myself up out of there. And I did it. I used my faith for my fat because I've used it for everything else. I used my faith. And my prayers to pray that God would give me the discipline. We don't pray for God to help us to stop eating cookies. No, we don't. Yeah. We don't. We don't. <laughs> we, don't. We, don't. <laughs> we don't even realize it. No, you know? not at all. And now that I know the difference, now I know, I, I clearly know the signs of when I'm about to fall into a depression. Yeah. Or, or having those feelings, I get the snack demon. Yeah, facing the you got to face yeah. the triggers so that you know how to control them yeah. and and move effectively. And so that's what I did. I took prayer. That's my yeah. greatest weapon. Yeah. Um, I took it and I used it to help me come yeah. out of slow death because I realized yeah. that's what gluttony was doing. It was under construction. It's a production of Mozart, a Stitcher brand. And so yeah. it's produced by I Angel Lives. I'm a coach, a recording engineer, and others. sound designer is Rashad Smith. On track. I'm Music provided by radio and, and audio everywhere. Everybody that will listen, um, I've, been, I've been just trying to encourage and inspire people to don't give up. Get up. How about that? Well, Brandon, how did you support her during that time? And did you know? Did did you know that she was depressed? Um, actually, I didn't. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, I think during that whole period of time, I think my position was trying to be strong in our situation. Like, uh, we had you know a whole lot of turmoil around that time, and we had decisions to make. And I just decided to accept the fact that I love her. And, and who would I be uh, to be anything different than who I've been in the time she needed me the most? You know, 
So I really took on a different hat of just, uh, you know, really keeping her up and supporting her and getting her mind right. Because I think she said a lot, but I think, you know, my position and being able to um, reestablish the way we thought about family, the way we, you know, thought about um, our pursuit to parenthood Mm -hmm. um, was was different. So we had to reshape our mind towards that. And, And I encouraged every every idea uh, that pushed us in towards mm-hmm. a place that would say we can be productive here uh, so that we could find our happiness with being who we were with what God has given us and what he's giving. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really my stance on it. And, um, you know, really making sure that she understood that um, no matter what, no matter what came, um, that I would be right there and that we would be parents. And that was something I encouraged. And we prayed for each other. We covered yeah, each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and there were many nights that were dark, you know, uh, especially with, you know, her dream since, you know, a little girl to be a mother and my dream to be a father. Like it was, it was crazy, yeah. um, to say the least. But I think that, 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 um, that strength that we pulled out of each other really, uh, yeah. was what really kept our hopes alive and our dreams alive, but then also creating a community of people who can communicate that yeah. so that we knew we weren't alone yeah, um, yeah. and really finding that joy again because that was something that we lost. So in a sense, I think I was grieving too without knowing it. So to your yeah. question, no, I don't think I knew that she was grieving, um, but I wanted her to be happy at whatever cost. So um, Yeah, but I you wanted sure. the same thing too. So how did yeah. that affect you personally as a man? Um, the the very first moment that uh, we got the news, uh, I went just like in my memory banks as, you know, the young boy who dreamed about being a dad one day, you know, because I didn't have one, you know, mm-hmm. having a family, a wife and kids, you know, all of that stuff. I went there immediately mm-hmm. uh, and I considered it in myself like, what's your call? You know, because she she called off our engagement and everything initially. Wow. Uh, with with that news, she was like, "You could be with anybody, and you can have kids, and all of that." And she was like, she called it off. And so for me, like I said in that moment, I had to make a decision. Like, who are you yeah. in this moment? Yeah. Because what she was saying was, it was right. It would probably be a little easier, but it was like you love her. And that doesn't change. And no matter what comes, you're going to love her. That's who you. That's what you cut for. And so um, that's the decision I made. And I said, no matter what comes, we're going to fight it. And we're going to fight together. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, so, so like I said, I put myself on the back burner to really support my wife and her, her stability because she is the key to our family. Yeah. She's, the, she's the key. She's the womb, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I, I needed to make sure she was healthy. Um, and I knew in return, if I needed, when I needed it, because I needed it, that she would be there to give me what I needed. We'll be right back after this short break. We're back into the blueprint with Pastor Cora Jakes Coleman and her husband, Brandon Coleman. So let me ask you a question, not to tear from the, what, we, what we're talking about, but you did say something that kind of struck a chord with me. <clears throat> when you said, when... When you found out that it was going to be a tough situation and in marriages, we get news like that all the time, whether it's infertility, whether it's somebody lost their job, you know, we can't get along. It's somebody else or even mental health, depression, anxiety, all of that rises in the marriage. And as a man, you said that you had made the decision to stick by your wife. Yeah, and to absolutely. stay with your wife and work it out with to your wife. To stay with his girlfriend. We weren't yeah. even married at the time. Yeah, well, we meaning staying it. in yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm getting to staying in it. Mm-hmm. And as Father's Day approaches, you know, I just kind of want turn it, to turn it around a little bit. And I want you to give, like, the guy some advice who feel like it's too much to stay in it, to stay in the fight. What do you have to say to the men who's like, I, I, I mean, it's all, it's all good when it's all good, yeah. but when the going gets tough, I'm out of five thousand. Yeah, no, I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in principles, and um, I I'm, believe, that, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Uh, what's the <laughs> yeah, name of yeah, that? No, I'm a the name firm of it is believer, what? Firm the, believer in principles. <laughs> oh, that principles. And principles. Yeah. 
principles. Uh, and and okay. I really, I think that you know, in those tough moments, I think that's what character is defined in. Character. I'm sorry, is, I didn't hear that. Again. I'm, 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 <laughs> repeat. For the repeat. people in the back. No, the really, way. no, really. Um, that's something that I've lived with is knowing that. It's the tough choices that really define us. You know, it's not the stuff that's easy. It's not the, you know, it didn't cost me anything kind of moments. But the moments where you give a little more yourself, that's that's what defines you. And as a man, I believe that that's one of the things we have. The One of the only things we have is, is our word and our character. Um, and it'll go further than any dollar, you know. And I believe that. And so... That was something that I grew up with, and I would say that's something that we have to check, um, that I say in those tough moments, really consider who you are and who you want to be. Because that's what I did. I considered who I wanted to be. Yeah, um, there it uh, is. In that moment. <laughs> that's what where it is. Uh, I, I consider who you want to be. Yeah, I consider who I wanted to be. That's the whole word. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what I would say, because I think that's where your standards kick in. That's where um, a little more than you thought you had kicks in and <laughs> you really see what you really cut from. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but just stick in it and make the best of what you have because sometimes it's not just, you know, you know, as quietly as it's kept, it's not just on the guys, you know, but with that being said, you do what you, what you can and the hopes that you can be the best and create the best of it um, and not give up. I think that's, it's so easy to give up. And I think that's what we see a lot of uh, with marriages, with, you know, um, you know, parenting. I think we see a lot of um, throwing in the towel, you know, and we need more. We need more of us who can stand up and really create change for our communities, our our households, um, our families, you know, um, for the next generations. And that's all I could really consider um, in those split seconds that I, I, I had those moments. It's the giving up for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's the the quitting when you done put everything into a relationship, everything into a marriage, everything into plans and, you know, like being with one person. It's the giving up for me. What do you think determines when, when one should give up because you know I, I believe that at, at some point you can just take what you can just take at the end of the yeah, day yeah, or you, right. or you gonna break you know what I'm saying what what do you guys think is the difference when, when is it okay to be like okay I cannot I, I can't God we're done here opposing okay I'm gonna let me get my knees dashed some more <laughs> yeah 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 I think that when you want to um to throw in the towel and you don't want God in it when mm. when you're tired of praying, when mm. you're tired of seeking the center of what held you all together to begin with. Mm. When God is no longer an option to save us, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, when I was about we, to, when we I can't was about see to throw myself off other. this chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when when we can't see each other spiritually, I can't see the God in you. You can't see the God in me. There's no accountability to the God in us to be respectful, but you know what? I think caring and compassionate. I think it's a refusal. You know, like I said, oh, I think cuz oh, we oh, we have oh, these oh, <laughs> Dang. Yeah, no, we having these conversations, you know, and so it's like Every day is a choice, you know, every every moment, every argument, disagreement, everything, we it's all a choice. Yeah. I can choose to be right or I can choose to be happy, you know. Mm-hmm. I it's a choice. And so um I think that the moment you decide you don't want that choice anymore, I think that's yeah. what we're really we're, saying. We're, it's a wrap. Um that's that's when we can't connect anymore. We can't meet and if we can't meet, we become you know, hazardous chaotic. Yeah. But what do you guys think that does to one's mental? Do you know what I mean? Because it's a form of an abandonment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know but what I I'm think saying? in reality, you end up abandoning yourself in one way or the other if you don't choose to decide what you have the capacity to take on and what you don't. Yeah. And I, I can't afford to risk what I have the capacity to be able to handle um, I can't afford to risk me for the sake of you. You, oh, yeah. I just got stuck. <laughs> yeah, 
I can't afford to risk the sake of yeah. me for yeah. I agree. you. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's something when when Brandon and I first started dating, he used to tell me all the time, if you stop loving me, um, or if you find someone who can love you better than me, then they should have you. For sure. Because you deserve to be loved at the greatest capacity. Yeah. Even if that means I can't me. give it to you. Even if it's without me. And I meant that. Yeah. But that meant that's I was the definition good. of true love though. Yeah. yeah. I was give everything I had though. And and but I think that's what that's what it is. And and it does affect you. It does affect when you put that kind of intentionality. When you're all in. Yeah. When yeah. You, when you put that kind of heart behind it, you know, and you're giving a thousand. You know, I, I think when you're talking abandonment, like, yeah, and then it goes into the questions and, you know, yeah. was it me? Yeah. What what did I do? What could I have done? You know, all those different things. But sometimes it's, you know, it's deeper than, it's deeper than rap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And sometimes it's God not allowing you to abandon your peace so that you can stay in pain. Yeah. It's like not knowing, it's like not knowing that you're depressed. Yeah. And so then you need God to send some type of signal, some type of something to let me know, like, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you want to stay in a relationship that God sees is killing you. Yeah. And so he brings a signal, some type of sign to let one of you know you're in trouble. Sometimes both of you find out we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And and we have to decide, do we have the capacity to get through this trouble? Yeah. Or are we in so big of a trouble that God is saying we need to we need to go in separate directions? We was never supposed to be in this t- together to begin with. Yeah. Right. But you know, it's, it's so many things that go into that. It's so many things that go into that divide. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, from from the personal aspect of it to the yeah. compatibility of it. You know, and what time does, and how time yeah. changes, and how what we you change, grow into, what we grow who into. You because true enough, like we always we always had the understanding that we could grow together or we can grow apart. Yeah. And true enough, sometimes we grew apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, the intentionality behind finding one another you know that was something i committed to early on that i shared with her mm-hmm. you know i told her i said no matter where you go i'll find you and i know that sounded a little creepy no but, it don't but, I but, but what it was saying yeah what <laughs> i was saying was creepy at all okay good 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 because i was like look after hearing it back i was like look i sound like a stalker or something <laughs> you can but, stalk me look okay stalk me, holy ghost yeah stalk have me. them stalk me lord but that's what it was <laughs> You know, I, I told her, I wanted to, I wanted her to know that I know we all run emotionally. Yeah. But yeah. no matter where you go, I'm committed to finding you. And yeah. and that's what marriage has been. Yeah. That's what fighting for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Because sometimes I have commitment. to find you in a filthy yeah. place. Yeah. Sometimes I find mm. you in a dark place. Sometimes I find you in a barren dead broken place but if i'm committed to finding you i will search wherever i have to to make sure that you know somebody's looking for you somebody wants to have you present in their life and to pull you out and to pull you out yeah and that's what you want in in a relationship i want someone who's willing to go into some dark spaces because i had dark spaces before you yeah. So if you don't have the capacity to go to dark places, then you don't need to be with me because I had dark spaces before you were present. And if dark spaces intimidate you, make you uncomfortable, make you not want to be around, then you should leave me now. Okay. <laughs> Start at the top of the hour yeah. because I've been in dark spaces. I need someone who's willing to fight, who's willing to go to the dark with me, who's willing to say, no, you're not going to go through this battle alone. I'm with you. And we've done that. We've searched for each other in dark spaces. We've been each other's flair in the middle of of sabotage, be it self-sabotage, marital sabotage, individual sabotage. We've made a point to make sure that we were committed to not allowing our love to be barren just because we got a barren diagnosis. 
Yeah. I don't even know what you want me to say after that. I mean, it's a lot. It, <laughs> it, it, it really, truly, honestly is. And you know what? While while y'all was talking, like it just dawned on me while why I haven't had a successful relationship. That commitment was never present at the same time. Because it's a two way street. Everybody yeah, yes. gotta feel that way. For sure. Yes. All the time. Do you yes. understand what I'm saying? Like, 100% of the time, everybody got to feel that way in this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if I just feel it and you don't feel it, or if you feel it and I don't feel it, it's not going to work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. it's a mutual agreement. Yeah. It's a mutual fight. It's a mutual, will we get through this? This, today. Today, oh. this storm that has been present to mm-hmm. us today, will we get through it? And then understanding that, even without you, I'm going to go through storms. Yeah. Yep. So your coming to me needs to be for the benefit of getting through the storm, for the betterment of getting through the storm, not for extra burden. Yeah. I did burden and dark and heavy by myself. Yeah. Period. I do not want to jump into a relationship and then feel like it is now my obligation to carry the love of our relationship, the peace, the strength, the endurance, the accountability, the loyalty, the maturity, the emotional uh, connection. I can't carry it all. You're not going to carry nothing. Yeah. No, it's, it's got to be a mutual, yeah. mutual thing. Yeah, you, we sure. got to carry this thing together. And even if you can only carry 50%, I, and I make a point to carry the other 50, or, or yeah. you can't carry but 40, and I make a point to carry 60, yeah. is bring something. Yeah, you got <laughs> to bring something. Tell me I can carry 50%. Yeah. I can carry 40%. I can carry 30 And then let me let you know if the capacity you can carry is something that I can be conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I needed you here. <laughs> <laughs> I needed you here. And, and the people needed to hear y'all. Uh, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So let me just get back to, I mean, because I don't even. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> ten years. Ten it's years. Ten of them things. Ten, we got wow, it. Wow. Ten years. Yeah. yeah. So is so how do you break down wife? Oh, wow. oh man, that's a heavy question. Um and I it's I struggle with answering it simply because that term is based off of experience. Mm. Um not a model. There isn't mm. Like even the Proverbs 31 woman is not the model of a wife, but I can say what a wife is for me just based off of the amazing example that I've gotten is that person that helps meet her husband's needs, um, that serves his his vision. I'm the incubator of yeah, his sure. purpose. I'm the incubator of his ideas and his concepts. We serve one another. Um, he is, he's my friend. Uh, so I get to be not just his woman, but I get to be the intentional flow of how he moves and um, and his temperature. If mm. I'm down, he's down. If I don't feel good, he doesn't feel good. If mm. I'm in pain, it irritates him. He does not uh, like seeing me in pain. Different, different. So as a wife, I try to be the presence that he needs to pursue the power of his purpose. And um, always being intentional support, a place where he can lay his head. He doesn't have to be Sky Ventura when he's with me, but I enjoy Sky Ventura. Um, He gets to be Brandon. He gets to be red face. He gets to be whatever he wants to be with me. And my presence is to bring peace Mm. and and to bring um, joy to what he's doing and to be the grace and the favor in his life and not the foolishness. I try to be that every day and I don't get it right every single day, but it is intentional in me to be peace for him. It's the peace for me. Yeah, it's because he is peace for me. 
Right. And so it's easy for me to be for him. Everything that I said, he is for me. He serves me. He loves me fiercely. If if he is down, I'm down. Where I'm weak, he's strong. Like, it's a mutual thing. When I met him, I felt peace. So it provoked me yeah. to be peace. Yeah, yeah. And and peace I believe. Peace to bring you peace, baby. Okay. Cause yeah. Because she, she low-key a fire. Okay. She's a fire. You know, don't so. Talk about I, my I, best I, I think what you're saying is. <laughs> don't, look, don't talk about my best friend now. Look, look, look. She's a fire. <laughs> a She's perfection. <laughs> I love no, so, it. So let me ask you a question. So like, is that what that means when you say like be a woman in faith effectively? Is that those yes. are all. Okay. That's because that's what Abs- I do. Absolutely. That is that was how I did wifing it. When I did wifing it, it was about walking in faith effectively, being the wife, being a woman in faith effectively. And I believe that when you are walking in faith and you're being a woman of faith, you are a wife. Yeah. You you are you are a woman that is walking in the beliefs and the trust of God's will for your life. And you are allowing the people that attach to you to be walking in that same thing. I don't want to walk with people that are not walking in faith. <laughs> because more times, yeah. more times than not, if you're not walking by faith, you're walking by flesh. And flesh fails you every Sometimes. single time. And so, so I choose to walk in faith. I choose to be that, that faith and that belief and that trust for, for my family and the foundation of that. It, it's an accountability. Being a wife, I am accountable to how my house is built. And I could choose to tear it down by just the simple move of of my heart when I wake up or I could choose to build it up by being that peace and that grace throughout the day. That's for real. I didn't know that until therapy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That you were in charge of that, that charge. you can control that. Yeah. yeah. The whole temperature of my yeah. heart. Yes. Absolutely. You know? And, and and with me wanting peace, I bring peace. Yes. <laughs> There is no arguing. There is no fighting. There is no turmoil. There is no attitudes. There is no bad energy. I don't even play that. You come in this door thinking positive and bringing peace. That's how you're going to come in my door because that's what I'm going to give to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to match your energy. Yeah. (laughs) Match your energy. No, no, you're going to match mine. Yeah, but, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to match your energy. You're going to match mine. And my energy is going to control the atmosphere. Oh, my God. That's such a blessing. That's so amazing. For sure. Because once, once I match your energy, all the walls come tumbling down. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's so much easier for some people to. I don't want to say live in to exist in a problematic atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Because they're so broken and they don't know how to exist in a place that is peaceful, that is kind, that is communicative. Like everything is fine. Everything <laughs> and if is it's fine. not fine, guess what? It's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this trial, this tribulation is not going to last forever. I promise you. So we might as well go ahead on and look at this thing like it's already done because it is. uh, It's done. Yeah. Yeah. If you come with that energy, (laughs) everything going to work Everything succeeds. All things work together for the good. Listen, so at this point in the show, first I can talk to y'all for hours. (laughs) But we like to talk about a takeaway and what we have gotten from the conversation that we just had. And I'm just going to tell you, I, and I usually the guests go first, but I can't hold my mule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me tell you what, let me just tell you what I got out this conversation. I thought that I wasn't going to be able to have a successful relationship because I didn't know how. That is a lie. I know now that that is a lie. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know now that I have the tools. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just not time. Yeah. And that's that. Because the things that you guys are talking about, the things that you guys have worked through are not foreign. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what is foreign and what hasn't been done was the positive steps to have a positive outcome of what you all possess after 10 years. It is possible. They have done it. They are young. (laughs) You know, they have gone through infertility. They've gone through depression. They've gone through hurt and pain and don't know how to figure out situations. And they have, they have done it. Why? Because they committed. (laughs) My God, I just want to tear up this whole sheetrock. I mean, (laughs) it's, and as long as I, as long as I am committed to the commitment, Yes. I will have the outcome. Absolutely. And that's that on that. Yeah. yeah. Actual factual. Big facts. What's our what is our takeaway, babe? Um wow. I would say to never give up what you faith for. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like I think that. I think it was something I stole from you. Uh it was hope for what you faith for and faith for what you hope for. Yeah. And, you know, and that's just believing in what I want, what I what I hope for, you know, just believing in that wholeheartedly and not giving that up. And I, and I think that's translated across our lives, across yeah. the, the spectrum of everything that we deal with from career to family to faith to, you know, everything. And so I, I would say, um, you know, don't give up on what you what you know is yours. Yeah. And even if that's just your peace, even if that's your solidarity, um, whatever it is, you know, not to give up on that. Um, I think my takeaway for them would be uh, everything that you're going through right now is not an indication of your ability or your success. Everything that you're going through right now is simply tools and content for what God is creating for your later. Yeah. Don't give up. Get up. Get up. Oh my God, y'all had so much fun with y'all today. I can't believe the show was about to end. Well, I hope those nuggets Cora and Brandon were dropping blessed y'all still. Because hunty, that thing always blesses me, okay? Well, that's our show for the day. But before I go, don't forget to connect with me on Cameo. I'm gearing up to send those special graduation anniversary and last minute Father's Day cameos, okay? Get me before I'm all booked up. All you got to do is visit cameo.com slash Tamar Braxton. And of course, if you want to hit me with a question or comment about the show, you can email your girl at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Now, if no one else tells you, remember, I love you so much, and I mean it, because we're all under construction together. Bye. Under Construction is a production of Mosauce, a Stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company. More 